Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for the weekend edition, podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host. Ryan McKinnell got the one and only Tommy Dreamer along for the ride as well. And on today's episode, we do a little bit of a pivot because over the last 24 hours, the wrestling world lost an absolute legend, a pioneer, a champion, a politician, a statesman, a true legend of the game. And Antonio Inoki passing away last night at the age of 79. Myself and Dreamer take a deep dive into the career of Antonio Inoki, his legacy that was left and what it means for the future of professional wrestling you do not want to miss this and speaking of the business of professional wrestling we closed down the third year of busted open on the weekend bringing you weekly winner for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling and we're also joined by our guy Shofi, who gives the final totals and tallies of weekly winner for this year and we tell you who is the yearly winner for weekly winner so sit back relax and click play it's myself and tommy dreamer here on a saturday let's get it going Antonio Noki deserves every accolade ever given to the man. This is, you know, for the wrestling community, a massive, massive loss because of what he started. And that would be New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I mean, we're going to go into a deep dive of what this man did. But I mean, as a performer, he was in Japan as big as Hulk Hogan in the 80s. He was um, also, we didn't know he was the promoter. So he's also Vince McMahon in the eighties. I mean, this guy did it all. He was, you know, one of the founders of, he was the founder of new Japan pro wrestling WWE last night, actually acknowledging him as a former WWE champion. It was one of those many phantom title changes um, that uh, was never recognized. And they said it wasn't a recognized switch, but I think for the history books, now we, uh, we should, uh, change them because the titles have dropped but it was a uh, very very he, he lived an amazing life man and that's what we do on this show we celebrate his life um and his career the business of pro wrestling forever changed because of the existence of antonio Inoki, both you know in japan and, and and across the pond right and then also here in america that 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 influence is almost immeasurable and then when you talk about influence being immeasurable and you talk about a reach across sports for me tommy as i wear both hats on this channel 
mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. I obviously dabble in both realms and, and I respect both businesses uh, immensely. There is a, 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 a strong thought out there, a strong feeling or a school of thought, I should say, that if Antonio Inoki doesn't exist, the the idea and the sport of mixed martial arts probably gets set back 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It might not be the mixed martial arts that we know today, because back in the 70s, in 1976, to be exact. Antonio Inoki fought Muhammad Ali. Now, there's books on this. There's documentaries on this. You can go to YouTube. You can see documentaries. I mean, this is one of the most influential fights. And it was a fight, Tommy Dreamer, in the history of fighting because, obviously, you had prime Muhammad Ali. And then on the flip side, you had this man, this myth, this sort of legend already brewing in 1976 and Antonio Inoki, who wanted to show the world that professional wrestling was the most dangerous art. This is an ass kicker's art, and this business of pro wrestling is bad and it's filled with bad people and dangerous people and people that can handle themselves in actual fights, and it kind of created the dialogue of mixed martial arts, Tommy, and what style is most dominant. Yeah, uh, there was always the who's tougher, a wrestler or a boxer. Sure. And uh, he added to that uh, myth, and everyone says after that, Muhammad Ali was never the same because he just kept on the, the famous crab style. Uh, kicking at his legs <laughs> right and, and if uh mike gene labelle who uh we just lost as well if he's the godfather of mma uh, antonio noki is the the father of mma because he like that match heavily promoted on pay-per-view heavily promoted locally on wrestling and then we also get into like when you said a fight there was no, you know, Muhammad Ali had done stuff in wrestling before other boxers have done stuff before, sure. but they came into our world and like where finishes were negotiated. Now you have people in corners in case stuff goes down, like real fights <laughs> at, and or Hey, if he's going to try this is the most, you know, uh, the prime athlete in their prime, like, mm-hmm fighting each other from two different worlds that would be who's tougher the boxer Mm -hmm. or the wrestler and this came out the finish was eh but it was the first it was a first of and then you'll see more and more i mean antonio noki kind of started a company um after that you know but he also instilled what a lot of people and i saw this amazing clip uh fighting spirit and he did this thing where he lined all these fans up, all these people up (laughs) and just started slapping them. And it was so they could, he could give them instill the fighting spirit in them. I mean, think standing online, probably paying money to get slapped in your face by Antonio Noki. And he just, he just next guy. I mean, it was, it's an insane (laughs) thing to see. Um, But the, again, the wrestlers that he trained, the life that he lived, it's insane to like, if you go down this dive and of course you'll probably see um, him versus this giant English guy who uh, was laughing at him. And then he just straight up beat him up right there. And you could see that on uh, YouTube, but he was a badass man. My favorite, there is no, um, it sucks because we lost this, but he's a, he was an older man that lived an amazing life. And it's I love when I see pictures of him. He's 17 years old. He's there with Ricky Dozen. And I hate seeing the pictures of 
with a video of a frail Antonio Noki because he was such a, a good looking man. He was sure. also such a he had such a great muscular body. And I love going back and seeing those because that's when I say when you celebrate somebody's career and their life, like go back and watch something like him. Mick Foley put out there him versus Antonio uh, Bruiser Brody were some of Mick's favorite matches and the storytelling and, and that fighting spirit, which is such a big deal today, that Japanese new Japan hybrid style. It's, it's something that John Moxley does, you know, uh, Brian Danielson. And then you also talk, you, you, you see all these wrestlers, what they're tweeting about the new Japan dojo and how that was. And, And Ryan, when I tell you, when I, you know, growing up as a kid, I'm a massive, you know, WWF and NWA fan. But then when I got smarter and was a, a tape trader, I did not want to wrestle in those two companies. I wanted to wrestle for either All Japan or New Japan because I was a tape trader and I saw next level stuff in these matches. And, and especially in New Japan, man, like the Vader character, mm. you know, Muda, Tiger Mask, all these guys. And it was because of the things that I saw that I was like, this is like real wrestling. And I loved it. And they all came from the brain trust of Antonio Noki. Yeah, you knew you were watching something special. You knew you what this wasn't, yeah, you know, to your point, WWF or a North American style. This is something uh completely unique under all Japan or New Japan in the case of Antonio Inoki and the and the legacy left. You talk about the legacy, Tommy, and we talk about the impact. Just look, look no further than the lineage of stars that Antonio Inoki trained and bred for this business all the way up into, you know, current day stars like the Shinsuke Nakamura's of the world. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into all these guys. I mean, Hall of Famers, legends. He was, you know, besides being this world figure in wrestling, he became, you know, an ambassador uh, for, for, for the country of Japan and was able to get into countries that you can't get into. And yeah. during times, we're talking, you know, pre-internet, we're talking about, you know, things where, hey, if they have to kill a person, they don't care about killing a person because either you're not <laughs> going to find out about it or it's just going to be a newspaper clip. You, you move forward. It's the yeah. truth. Yeah, I know. That's what's, but it's so wild to hear that and to think about a time like that that existed in pro wrestling. We, we romanticize it and it's, you know, we feel a certain way about it, but it's easy to forget just how dangerous and wild those times were. We remember when there was no such thing called UFC. And then sure. when this thing called UFC burst upon the scene, it fizzled quickly. And had everybody going after it. And it was it was dying on the vine. Yeah. And then thankfully it came around and it got picked up uh, again. And is, is this juggernaut that we see? But for my age, there's people who lived in a world where there wasn't this UFC. When you talk about what Antonio Noki did, I'm 51 and there was no UFC. There was no mixed martial arts. Now he's doing it. 1976 i'm five i don't know what the hell's going on i'm not even watching wrestling so think about that pioneer and that vision of and he did that across the board everywhere not only using wrestling but using that type of fighting style to try to change the world and the best part about it he did Tony Onoki's uh, influence is, is really immeasurable, Tommy. And that's one of those words you don't want to throw around. Like it's kind of hard finding words for a guy that's did so much across so many different planes and, 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 and uh, businesses and arts. And I mean, this guy just, he never stopped moving. He never stopped influencing. Yep. Uh, 
you look at guys who are currently influencing, and I'm talking about at a position of power, Triple H sure, sure. Uh, tweeted about how Antonio Noka is one of the most influential um, people in, in the history of the professional wrestling business. Tony Khan, pretty much the same sentiments. And then he wrote, uh, able to let, uh, gave hope to dreamers. And it's they were both profound statements because here's people in those same shoes. They hire... Uh, people they have their vision of what they think professional wrestling is and should be and we're currently watching that on you know the current landscape of professional wrestling and think of like you know the the Kenny Omegas and you know the stuff that we see now this all stems from the brain trust of one guy and I mean the list of wrestlers and I'm, I'm talking like badass wrestlers as well but like <laughs> you know the first thing when i go because they did it in alphabetical order i was like bad news allen was trained by antonio noki and i'm like because i knew he was a judo guy went to the olympics for you know uh canada and then i'm like and then he was trained by antonio like how much more of a badass can he be <laughs> and then you know tiger mask the original tiger mask mm-hmm. great muda like the list goes on and on for all these guys that he physically trained and like this is why they became such great wrestlers but man for Noki, you just go and like i mean not right now because you're listening to this show but l- later just go and watch his stuff and it's you know how old he was as well as doing it and i know regal you know regal probably had his one of his last bigger high profile matches and regal's like yeah he choked me out at the end because i wanted it to be real and he just cinched it and i got choked out on national that pay-per-view was, that was the uh, clash of the champions mm-hmm. the rare antonio inoki wcw appearance and uh you talk about inoki you know wrestling in wcw he was obviously a wwe hall of famer in the year 2010 uh but he didn't need that accolade to tell him i mean but you, you should almost have his own wing you should have his own o- award when you talk about yeah. antonio inoki now when you talk about inoki in the wwe slash wwf you know something that broadcast last night spoke about Michael Cole and Corey Graves where they acknowledged Inoki as a one-time first Japanese WWF champion but then quickly acknowledged that yo this wasn't uh always the case with Inoki this was a title change dreamer that when you look at the history books whatever it is 1978 to 1983 I don't know if that's the exact number but I think it's pretty close of Bob Backlund's you know famous famous unmitigated run uh that multiple year run that Bob Backlund had then what was actually interrupted and stopped by one Antonio Inoki over uh I don't know a couple week period back there and uh, again, Dreamer, this was a, a a win that was not officially acknowledged by WWF. I wasn't really aware that this happened with the frequency that it did. But apparently this wasn't, the, you know, Anoki wasn't the only person that this sort of uh, influenced or he had to deal with this or, or his legacy, I guess. In this case, Dreamer had to deal with the fact that, yes, he was a WWF champion, although not officially acknowledged by the company. But that seems to, at least in terms of his eulogy last night, live on Friday Night SmackDown, they acknowledged it and i know for uh the hardcore fans out there for the longtime pro wrestling fans for the fans of japanese wrestling that had to mean a lot dreamer uh, besides that man yeah i i seriously like oh my god i can't believe they just said that on television and kudos to you triple h and kudos to you um Corey graves for saying it um because it was like 
these things that we just didn't talk about in professional wrestling. And when you said you had never heard about that or things that happened, yeah, man, they would do it for all different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Obviously there he's the boss. And when you win a title, a world title, it gives you even more credibility in that country. Uh, he did it, I think, uh, November 30th, then December 6th, lost it, but it was due to interference. The match was ruled a no contest. So he technically never was pinned or submitted for uh, that title. So he's he's been that champion for a long, long time. Um, <laughs> that was My the boy. hideous purple lavender WWE belt. It It cemented his legacy as a world champion, and he went around for a long time with that title. But you could go and find a lot of his matches on Peacock when he would come in and out of the WWE. So we did have a working relationship. And a lot of guys, you made a lot of money when you went to Japan um, on those tours. And you became uh, an international superstar. And you think about uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, sure. his fight with, with Vern Gagne was about his merchandise and about Vern wanted a piece of his Japan bookings. And they were arguing, arguing. Then Vince McMahon comes in and says, hey, man, uh, what if we do this? You go, go to New Japan. He basically wound up not having to go to New Japan after that. But Hulk Hogan was a massive star in New Japan. And go there, do what you got to do, and then come back. Rick, Andre the Giant working heel there, uh, which you didn't see here in the States until his whole turn with Hogan, but that all happened. Why? Because you didn't have access to it. Next level. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Cool stuff, man. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league, or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. It is weekly winter time, Tommy Dreamer, where you and I are giving the nation the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. And this one for me as an entire toss up. And it's not because in some cases over the last few weeks, it's been, you know, everything's like an eight and a half out of 10 or a nine out of 10. This was a good week in pro wrestling. I wouldn't say it was a particularly great week. Every show was solid, but I really didn't feel like one show uh, uh, like left in front of the pack in any way, shape, form or fashion. This was 
razor thin. And uh, I think we should just start with Monday, run sort of through the list, what we liked about each show, and then kind of come to a conclusion on what we dug the most. I'll tell you this, when we talk about what I dug the most and we talk about Monday, and this is a man that just gave an interview to Ariel Hawani, and, and I we do have the audio cut up, and I think we'll probably hear from it in hour three because I did want to get your thoughts, and I did want to let the nation hear from this man. I'm talking about Seth freaking Rollins. He gave a great interview to Ariel Hawani, really opened up himself and really kind of uh, hit a bunch of different, uh, I guess, sort of uh, angles, if you will, about his career and where it might be headed uh, past, present and future. But as we talk, Tommy Dreamer, about Seth Rollins on Monday night, he is a, a bright spot in what has really become a fantastic three hour show week in and week out. And again, uh, yeah, the, uh, the the man himself, Seth freaking Rollins, is a big reason why just always entertaining, doesn't need a title, but is always must watch television when he's on your screen. Agreed. And the best part about him, he's always kept himself in that title hunt when he's so far away from it. Yeah. And has been the glue for Monday Night Raw. He is Seth freaking Rollins for a reason. He could do it in the ring. He does it on the microphone. Every feud that he's been with in, he's gotten his opponents over. He stayed over and then constantly still talks about his ultimate goal, you know, the title, which yeah. it really should always be that. It's, you know, don't settle for, hey, I just want a main event on Raw every single week, or hey, I want to steal the show every time I wrestle. No, you want to be the champion every time you wrestle. That's also, uh, I'm a big fan of, I hate the unified titles. I'm a too. big fan of, if you have two t shows, have two titles, let those two guys fight once a year, boom, money. Doesn't have to be title for title, but yeah. it's not in our world. Don't even know how to get back there. <laughs> um, but Seth Rollins has been just doing yeah. a great job. You did say something uh, interesting as well. Like I've covered this week. I was on, this is my fifth day working this week. Um, oh, wow. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, off Friday, Saturday. Okay. And I've watched every single wrestling show. It was an excellent week of professional wrestling. Like it's the hardest week, but nothing. There was no, well, oh my gosh, this happened. Right. Continuously storylines moving forward you know because you're you're still a two weeks out of well now it's a, a week out from extreme rules uh you're a week outside of uh victory of a uh, bound for glory for impact wrestling your aew just did grand slam which was their bigger show so you had all this it was still quality wrestling and it was continuation show so nothing yeah. It's like you're watching really, really good episodes of television. Nothing's like oh, shocking or oh my God, but it still makes me want to tune in to every program. I will say this, and you're right. It was a very, it was a very, um, um, predictable sort of week in terms of continuing the storylines and, 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 and not a huge shock factor on any given show. A few really good matches, right? Uh, we got great storylines happening across the board with the bloodline. And then you look at Monday, I mean, Poppy Rhea and everything that's going on with the judgment day and, and Dominic has been highly enjoyable, but there was a little bit of a surprise on Monday. And, and this does bear mentioning, cause I think it should factor in two weekly winner Candice LeRae showing up on Monday and getting a pop it and making her return to WWE. That was, a, that was a feel good moment. And uh, that, that definitely surprised me. So that, that definitely, I think it's tallied in a little bit in terms of uh, where we put weekly winner uh, on a Monday for raw. Cause Candice Ray, uh definitely a fan favorite, Tommy. 
yes. Uh, another moment where the, it did not get out through internet. It was uh, yep. a total shocking moment um, brought out with not a whole lot of fanfare had a very, very quick, nice match. Hopefully her, her success continues. So yeah, that was a nice surprise. Um, wasn't like shocking as a, and sending the world a buzz like the week before with Soraya. Sure. Uh, debuting. So the, these are things again, man, all you said, great three hours on Monday okay two hours on tuesday yeah good three hours uh two hours on wednesday good two hours on thursday really good compelling television <laughs> on friday yeah and rampage was good so i yeah. mean what the hell it's good all across the board yeah and that's i feel like you kind of gave a window into where you might be leaning for weekly winner but that is pretty much exactly how i would describe it and as we move over to tuesday yeah it was good i wouldn't say it was great but you know what was great mandy rose's freaking v trigger to end that match that kicked off the show that girl laid that in and she just keeps getting better to better on a weekly basis man i uh uh, Mandy Rose is I've always been a fan of her, but what she's been doing with toxic attraction, what she's been able yep. to do to develop her character. And again, uh, that finisher, that V trigger, I know she's not calling it the V trigger, but she was drawing Kenny Omega comparisons on socials, Tommy. And then uh, pinning her opponent, like uh, edge pinned good old Beulah McGillicuddy for those uh, watch, go look on that on legs up and you'll, uh, you'll <laughs> see that. And for a lot of people that uh, talk about that, Yes, that was my idea, and I told Edge to do it for Heat, and I didn't tell Beulah to do it, to, that it was going to happen. So, hey, it's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the weekly winner. I'm going to give a free. It's International Coffee Day. I'm a coffee uh, mogul. I'm moguling up with my <laughs> hardcore cafe. I like I'm going to give my weekly winner for the first time ever. You know what the weekly winner is? I, I don't know, Tommy. You do this every time. You always break the rules, man. You realize this is the last weekly winner of the year. We're about to bring our guy Shofi on in the next segment. He's going to give us the grand finale in the totals. Yes. But you are throwing us into absolute chaos, as you always do. You can't pick a pay-per-view, so I feel good about that. But Lord knows where you're about to go with this. What are you going to uh, say, dude? Go. Yeah, I'm going to blow your mind. Ready? Dig it. The <laughs> weekly winner for the best wrestling program is Busted Open. Because we carried it all for three hours a week, every single time. The first ever official weekly winner busted open because we carried a very, very good professional wrestling and talked about it, kept the nation. The week before hell, we were trending about it. This is why we're the number one show. So for the first time ever, weekly winner. Hey, we're, we're a show. People yeah, we are. We are a show. Three we hours. Are, we're six top. days a week. Yeah, three man. hours a day. No, we're actually more of a show. We're actually more of a show than and, than all of the other shows because we're on every single day and it's three we hours. We got characters. We yeah, got we interviews. That we we do. got You're tons a of hosts. We got eclectic mix of people. Forget it. We're the weekly winner. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, man? I can't even be mad at that. I'm not going to do that, but you sold me as You're close. A winner. You're you a winner. I know, today. and I know I should be I should be backing this up and giving it also to bust it open, but I feel like we owe the listeners something, an answer. Like one of us has to give an actual like answer. answer. 
for this week as we close down this third year of Busted Open. I, I on a weekend, I should say, not the entirety of Busted Open. Uh, I've got to look back to Monday, and I have to get a huge tip of the cap to a show. If you would have told me a year ago that I would be ending this year giving Monday Night Raw the tip of the cap for Weekly Winner, I would have told you that you are crazy. But when you get a Candice LeRae return, you get a continuation of the Judgment Day and everything that's happening uh, with that and, and, and Poppy Rhea and Dominic. That is fantastic. You got Seth freaking Rollins doing his thing on a Monday. You had Bianca Belair showing up and having her match with EO Sky. And then, oh yeah, you got the honorary Usa in action against AJ Styles from top to bottom for the entirety of a three hour show. I'm looking at you Monday Night Raw. You are my weekly winner for the final week of this season as we celebrate a new season next month, uh, next Saturday, I should say. Monday Night Raw closes down this year for us on a weekend edition of busted open we welcome in our guy Shofi right now the official weekly winner scorekeeper of the year this man listens every single weekend he takes down the notes he has the official score as far as weekly winner goes and i this has been all last year crazy ups and downs and uh, i mean the new triple h regime over the last few months in some serious weekly winners i don't know if it was enough to catch up with aew and dynamite but it is going to be very interesting to hear so Shofi, my guy, number one, it is good to hear from you. Number two, who's the yearly winner for weekly winner? One vote for Busted Open, one vote for NXT 2.0. Shout out to Mark Henry. And okay. one point for NWA Power. Shout out to Bully Ray. All right. <laughs> As for the uh, next other votes, coming up at fifth place, two votes, Impact Wrestling. Shout out to Tommy Dreamer. All right. And uh, fourth place. Monday Night Raw, you just gave them six points, Ryan. Okay. Coming up in the third, Rampage with eight votes. All right. It wasn't a big three this year, more like a big one, and we'll find that out in a second. SmackDown came through with second place with 13 votes. Wow. And, well, just about as predictable as Ryan's voting choices. (laughs) <laughs> Take that, Dirt Seat Riders. Number one, All Elite Wrestling with a very nice 69 votes. Ah, see, we knew it. We just landed on the 69 number. We couldn't give anybody. That, that is seriously, that's insane. First of all, I'll take my blame. Yes, it was predictable in the sense that I really like Dynamite for a long stretch of the year, but it takes two to tango, Tommy Dreamer, and I wasn't the only one. I can't get to 69 by myself, so this really was a blowout year for Wednesday night and AEW Dynamite. I kind of, Shofi, thank you for, also, first of all, thank you for everything you do and for keeping score of this stuff, my guy. I really do appreciate it but busted open is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network the producer is gabby laspisa the associate producer is andre viola sound design by nary Bailon. special thanks to sirius xm senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting the legendary steve cohen and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.